And welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me on this ninth podcast of The Ken Burns Show. I really appreciate you. Are you undecided as to who and what you are voting for in this election? Why? We're going to talk about that. Also, I'm going to do a little follow-up in regard to being offended, if you remember from the last podcast. Just talk briefly about that. Also, Halloween. Are you going out and trick-or-treating? Do your kids go out and trick-or-treat? Why or why not? Is it because of COVID or is it because you don't believe in it? Whatever the case is, do you think that it should be canceled? I'll give you my opinion on that. Also, a headline in the news says debate commission to cut the mics at Trump Biden showdown. So looks like mics will be muted the next time they're on stage while the other is talking. We'll see how that works out. And lastly, we've been hearing a lot about censorship. It is a very real thing. We've seen it time and time again. And it's very interesting that it seems to always be towards the conservatives. So a question, is Google and Facebook, do they have a left-leaning bias? We're going to talk about that as well. But first, did you know that you can get the Ken Burns podcast on every other major podcast platform? Well, you can. Apple, CastBox, Podbean, whatever your fave is, you can listen to The Ken Burns Show. And if you haven't already subscribed to The Ken Burns Show, I ask that you do so, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for rating the show in advance. And by the way, our YouTube channel should be up and running fairly soon, which I know many people like to have that visual. And it's not just for The Ken Burns Show, but it's also going to be for the other shows on the network. Again, that announcement will come when it comes. When will that be? I have no idea. <laughs> but you'll you'll get an announcement eventually. And speaking of podcast platforms, you know, there's many people out there that have great ideas, want to put it on a podcast. Maybe they even have the recording stuff all ready to go, but they have no idea where to launch it. Well, listen, if that's you, why don't you do me, actually do yourself a favor and use Buzzsprout because as I've always mentioned, they are hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. And they are not selfish. Why do I say this? Because Buzzsprout helps to get your show listed in every major podcast platform. And if you're not very tech savvy, well, guess what? You don't have to worry about making your own website because Buzzsprout hooks you up with a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, tools to promote your episodes, and of course, so much more. And it's very simple. All you have to do is go to the show notes today, click on the link, and it'll take you to Buzzsprout's website. You'll sign up with a paid plan and they're going to give you a $20 Amazon gift card. And this not only lets Buzzsprout know that I have sent you, but it helps support the show. So why not get your message out to the world today by launching your podcast with Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. And again, thank you for joining me right here on The Ken Burns Show. It is great to have you listening. And by the way, thank you to all of you who have reached out. I really appreciate you. And of course, I appreciate your feedback. And listen, by the way, uh, for those who have uh, asked for another episode of UBU, uh, don't be dismayed. I did not forget this week. I have one for you coming up at the end of the show, so be sure to stay tuned in for that. That is The Unexplainable, The Baffling, and The Unknown. Today, we're going to be talking about mastering the art of listening. So it's going to be uh, fascinating. So be sure and check that out at the end of the show. 
Anyway, uh, first on the list, and you know, I, I cannot believe that the election is literally right around the corner. It's weeks away. So the question is, are you undecided as to who and what you're voting for? And I intentionally say who and what for reason. We'll get to that. And why are you undecided or why are you voting for who you are voting for? You don't have to answer me, of course. There's no way you can really do that unless you, you know, reach out to me. But really think about it. Why are you voting for or not voting for someone? Maybe you don't believe that it matters and you're not alone. There's many people that believe that. However, it does matter because you matter and your opinion matters. The question is, is where are you getting your opinion from? That's an important question because we all develop opinions based on our own realities and our perspectives, our perception, because our perception is our reality at times. You know, there's a scripture that says the evil company corrupts good character. You know, so who are we hanging out with? Who are we around? Are we around people who are incredibly wise? Great. But are they wise in their own eyes or do they also have a standard on how they conduct their lives and where they get their wisdom from? Because knowledge is great, but wisdom is greater, if you will, because wisdom is more of a a controlled knowledge, meaning you have knowledge, but you use wisdom on how you uh, distribute that knowledge, how you use it, speak it, if you will, because knowledge puffs up. It really does. When we walk in humility and we have wisdom, people will receive the message, not only more clearly, but actually receive it because they see somebody that's doing it more from the heart, if you know what I'm saying. So again, it's not about politics, it's about everyday life, but it is important, especially as Christians, remember our founders, many of them, most of them, I mean, look at the reality is, is many of the, the settlers that came over here, you know, the whole story about the Mayflower, all of that. What is the first thing that they did when they came here? They came after a nine week journey to settle in the new world. It took them forever to do that. They had, you know, lots of bumps and hurdles to, to jump through, uh, many hangups, but they finally come, uh, they come to a a blazing winter, snow on the ground. What are they going to do? They have nowhere to live. What's the first thing they did? They kneeled down and they prayed to God. They were so blessed. The reason why they came here is because they wanted to worship the way that they knew the Bible told them to. Not the way some king at that time, King James, was telling them how to. And by the way, half of those pilgrims, almost half, died in that horrible winter. But they didn't give up. They kept going. And they also created at the time, they knew they had to have some type of governance And within that little document that they created, it told them that, all of them, that they needed to work together. That was one of the key things. They had to work together. They had to work together because it was about survival. You know, parallel that with today. Everybody's working so much against one another that it's almost as if we're living in completely different dimensions, different worlds. Everybody's got their own agenda. And if you don't fit their agenda, then you are not welcome. That's not how America was created at all. So, again, your opinion does matter, and your vote does matter. It makes a difference. It says a lot. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Obviously, I believe you know who I am voting for, but we all have to check ourselves. Where are we getting our knowledge to form our opinions? And if you are undecided, not only on who you are voting for, but even in the fact that maybe you're not even voting, uh, hopefully I can sway you a little bit. Uh, Please vote. It's your constitutional right. It's your right to do so. You have a right to do this. And you have a voice. And this is one way that you can express that voice. Yeah, it's not with your lips, but essentially it is because you're going and doing, uh, you know, your your duty. You know, you're expressing your right to do this. And we all have to do our due diligence. I mean, look at, look at what and read about 
the true history of America. Don't go to anybody else. Just read it for yourselves. You can Google these things, but look at the real history. Go back to the Mayflower. Go back to these things. Reread them. Look at our Constitution and the Founding Fathers. Read these things. Get inspired. And then think about who you believe would represent, and not just the one person, but those surrounding that person, which one best represents our country and how it was founded and what those people fought and bled for. So the follow-up on... uh, in regard to uh, being offended. That was my last podcast. Thank you so much for all that listened and again, um, reached out with some great feedback. I appreciate that. I am not even close to being any type of expert when it comes to psychology at all, obviously. I'm just a dude that loves to read about this stuff. I think it's very fascinating, very interesting, and it's good to do. I thought I'd share it with you. But again, it doesn't mean everybody's a horrible person because they get offended. Uh, but but we do have to be humble enough to realize that when we are offended, and if it's all the time, if we're o- overly sensitive, and we live in a very, very sensitive culture right now, and you got to ask the question, is it is it because you're, you're so sensitive, or those around you are so insensitive? You know, it can be a mixture, but just because you're sensitive, or not you, but in general, just because someone is sensitive, doesn't mean that the people around them are insensitive. There are people that are offended over the smallest things. They get all worked up because somebody looked at them funny or said something that just seemed a little bit not nice. But maybe there was really nothing there. If we can't brush that kind of stuff off, we have to check ourselves. And I'm not going to get too too much into that, but I guess what I'm trying to really say is if we're constantly pointing the finger at everyone else around us, you know, he or she's to blame, this person's to blame, that person's to blame, they're the reason why I'm this way, well, guess what? The fact that any of us are saying those types of things says that we're not ignorant of how we are. Therefore, we have to take some time to do some self-evaluation to see how we are, see where we need to change, and do a better job in our own lives so that we can be better people for everyone around us. And the cool thing is, as hard as that is, what does that do? It helps the people around us also be better people. It's reaping and sowing. It really is. Or sowing and reaping, I should say, in that order. So anyway, on to some more stuff. Halloween. You know, where we live, it got canceled. You know, I'm not big into Halloween at all. But I was when I was a kid. I'm just not so much now. But I'm not totally against it either. You know, our kids went trick-or-treating. I think it was the first, for the first time, it was either last year or the year before. And, you know, they just went to some houses and just, you know, got their candy. Now, whether or not you believe in any of that, as a Christian or anything, if you should or shouldn't do that, we can get into those semantics at some other time. Uh, that'd be a great show. You know, on the Ken and Mike show, which I've mentioned before, uh, which will be coming very soon, um, again, coming back on the scene, I should say, uh, we had an uh, extensive conversation about Halloween on one of our shows. I'm sure you can check it out. If you go to the Ken and Mike show on Facebook, uh, you can see some of our, our uh, episodes in the past. Check them out. We had some great authors on. We, we've had some really great people, really great guests. You can check that out. We absolutely have uh, a great time on that show and looking forward to having some more fun with Mike coming up within the, uh, hopefully a month or two. But anyway, should it be canceled because of COVID? Uh, absolutely not. In my opinion, you know, I, I, me and my wife and my kids, we've been um, uh, doing a lot of hiking. And it's it's funny how, you know, we're in the beautiful forest and hiking up this mountain with this fresh air. And the whole purpose is to go out there and smell the air, look at the views and enjoy ourselves. You know, make sure that we can breathe because we're, you know, climbing a mountain. And then you have a few people that come by and as soon as they see you, they step up into the, you know, more of a wilderness area to uh, put their masks on and wait for you to go by. 
I, I appreciate it. I know they're probably doing it out of respect, but what the heck? I'm not saying COVID is not real. That to me makes no sense. If you look at the actual evidence, the scientific evidence, again, scientific evidence, the masks do nothing. They don't do a darn thing. It makes no sense. You can go to a restaurant, you can walk into a restaurant with your mask on, walk to the table while other people are breathing at their table, chewing and sneezing and laughing and talking loud. And when you get to your table, you take off your mask with the people that you're around. You can go on an airplane have to have your mask on. Everybody's packed into an airplane, breathing recycled air the whole time. Did you hear that? Recycled air. You're packed in like sardines. But you can't go into an auditorium. You can't go to the movie theaters. There's so many things that we can't do. We can't go trick-or-treating because we're going to be passing candy out. Yet you can go to a, you know, a McDonald's or a DQ or wherever and they can hand you your food. You You can be in there in line. People are passing stuff. You're going in the grocery store. Everybody's touching everything. And so are you. We all are. That's what you do. And you come out with your eggs or your your milk or your and all your groceries that somebody else has already touched. And you walk out. What, do you think somebody's hovering over the candy bowl, just breathing on it for 25 minutes and getting more exposure to COVID? It doesn't make any sense. That's my point. It's dumb. And this is all for a show. It really is. Again, it's my opinion, but nothing else makes sense. It doesn't. And I talked... Um, a bit about medical freedom uh, a few shows back because, and that was about vaccines, but also shouldn't we be able to determine whether or not we can do something? Or again, do we just get led astray as sheep by uh, the wolves, if you will? That's not how things are set up. We have to take precautionary steps and we have to be careful. I understand in a lot of different things, but when there's a lot of facts that are coming out that are skewed, numbers that are skewed, Evidence suggesting that the facts that we hear on TV are skewed. How can we trust this stuff? It's really hard to do so. Therefore, I do not think that Halloween should be canceled. That is my opinion. It should not be. By their standards, if they should cancel anything, it would be sitting inside of restaurants. It would be going to the grocery stores. All these things. I don't think those should be canceled either. But it just doesn't make any sense. So moving on, something kind of interesting, the debate commission to cut the mics at Trump-Biden showdown. That is the headline. Going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Of course, Trump is not liking that idea, and neither one of them are, are probably liking that. That's a de- to me, that's a debate, though. I, yes, I think there's a, there's a balance there. You shouldn't just be constantly talking over top of each other. That's just, it's annoying. For me, I think the best thing is let somebody get their statement out let them speak it all the way through. Because that way you actually get their message. And then when the other person talks, they can debunk it, if you will, if they want to do that. But they should absolutely let each other speak, of course. And I understand why they want to mute their mics. But sometimes when somebody's saying something, it's natural to chime in and be like, no, nah, I don't think so. You know, And that's not really rude. It's really just coming in and being like, that's not true. But... Maybe this will work great. I guess we'll find out. And hopefully this time, it really will be just Trump versus Biden and Biden versus Trump and not the mediator, you know, on the side of Biden with two against Trump. Now, you might disagree with me on that, but that's the reality of how things went. It really is. It was just a ridiculous debate to begin with. So lastly, you know, I uh, mentioned in the beginning, I wanted to talk about censorship and whether Google and Facebook have a left-leaning bias. 
You know, uh, I say this because there's a headline in the news that says the Justice Department files antitrust lawsuit against Google. Um, I'm not saying this has anything to do with bias. However, it made me think about um, much of what's going on today with Google and Facebook and the censorship. Uh, Within the story of of this headline, it says that the Justice Department filed an antitrust lawsuit Tuesday, today, that Google engaged in anti-competitive conduct to preserve monopolies in search and search advertising that form the cornerstones of its vast conglomerate. And apparently, it has been a long-anticipated case, uh, because it says so here. It says it was filed in the Washington, D.C. federal court, and it marks the most aggressive U.S. legal challenge to a company's dominance in the tech sector in more than two decades with the potential to shake up Silicon Valley and beyond. It goes on to say, once a public darling, Google attracted considerable scrutiny over the past decade as it gained power, but has avoided a true showdown with uh, the government until now. And of course, something within the lawsuit had to do with people using Google and and things being geared towards them and they can't delete things and, and they're skewing the system for their own gain, whether that be politically or financially. Of course, Google says, well, you know what? We don't choose who uses our services. They choose us. They can use other services. You know, true. Um, but Google is the, is, the, is the biggest, you know, search engine platform. And there have been uh, a few studies done uh, to present evidence that Google is biased. You know, one of those studies was by Paula uh, Balliard, who is a supervising editor at the conservative news outlet PJ Media. And uh, she published a story reporting that 96% of Google search results for Donald Trump prioritized left-leaning and anti-Trump media outlets. And she reported that 96 of 100 results returned were from so-called left-leaning news outlets, with 21 of them being from CNN alone. Now, is Paula's research and evidence, is it reliable? I I don't know. Uh, But you can check out her study uh, by interestingly enough, by Googling it. There's also The Creepy Line, which is a documentary released uh, this year uh, by the director M.A. Taylor and the former Breitbart editor Pete Schweizer. Uh, And they offer an extended exploration of this argument. And this is an interesting one because, you know, the whole movie hinges on the research of psychologist Robert Epstein, who since 2013 has published a number of studies demonstrating how search engines could be used to manipulate political opinion through ordering and filtering search results. And there's a name for this, actually. Epstein came up with Search Engine Manipulation Effect. And within the movie, the documentary, uh, it is proposed that it has been used for political agenda. Specifically, it's been manipulated explicitly in favor of Democrats and liberal causes. Now, a liberal or a Democrat can say, roll their eyes and, and be frustrated about that statement. But you don't have to look very far to find evidence. It's happening all the time. There's been some certain things that I've tried to do um, to, you know, boost something on Facebook that had a conservative bend. It was rejected, rejected, rejected. There's been a lot of things that I haven't been able to do because of it's been conservative. You know, and incidentally, I received a um, a survey questionnaire from uh, Facebook recently. Maybe you did too. And, you know, where they have other, where you can put, you know, any other feedback. I made sure to say, 
I don't want the fact checkers on Facebook. Why do we have these private fact checkers created by Facebook checking facts? Where are they getting their information? What is their bias? Because there have been some blatantly obvious facts concerning Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. There have been some news stories that come out that they took off or, you know, quote unquote, corrected because they said it, the fact checker said it doesn't coincide with the actual story. When in fact, there's a little pun there, it did. To me, it's a disservice. It's just telling people on Facebook that they're too dumb to read stuff for themselves. I don't need somebody that's sitting behind a desk with their Coca-Cola and donut sitting in their PJs doing fact checking and probably getting paid pretty well. Nobody needs that. We can discover the evidence for ourselves. So yes, Facebook should do away with that. And yes, they have censored many people. There's some people that I follow that I love to follow. And they put out some great content. There's a comedian, for instance, that has a conservative bend to him. And he has put some stuff out that has been hilarious on YouTube and, and the like. And he's been censored because he apparently broke the rules when asked, well, what are the rules? Well, you have to look for yourself. We'll go look in our rule book. But there were no rules broken. It's just they didn't like what he was expressing, what he was saying. Guys, that's our freedom of speech. That's, that's not okay. But when it comes to the left, it is okay. So altogether, it is not okay. But again, these are my opinions. You can definitely dive into this yourselves. There are a, a ton of uh, ways to get some information about all this censorship and left-wing bias that's happening on Google and Facebook and YouTube. Just go research all the people that have been censored and you'll find out that their freedom of speech is being cut down. Well, listen, uh, that about wraps it up for me. Uh, don't forget, we're all in this together. Uh, I'm not the only voice. You're not the only voice. We all have voices and we can use them. And one way to do that is, of course, by voting, which please do. Also, you can send any questions, comments, and feedback about the show at any time. I would appreciate it. And if you have anything you'd like for me to share on this show, please send it to me. I'd love to share it. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tell your friends and family and loved ones about The Ken Burns Show. We've got more coming up for you. And with it, like I've said, in the next couple of months, we're going to have some great content with some new shows on the BMG Network. Looking forward to that. And until next time, guys, keep it real and God bless you. Today on The Unexplainable, The Baffling, The Unknown. One of the keys to communication, as we all know, is listening. And it is by far one of the hardest aspects of communication known to man. Well, our team believes, after searching the whole world, that they have found the one with the answer. His name shall remain unknown. His whereabouts shall remain unknown. But his message, though risky to tell, mainly because we stole the documents, but of course for a good cause, shall be told to you by yours truly, right here, right now. 
Mastering the Art of Listening Many people assume that in order to be a great listener, you need only to be present and available. But this is certainly not the case. These are only the first steps. To be a master, you need to recognize first that it is an art, and this particular art is called acting. When your friend or loved one comes to you with that typical phrase, can I just vent for a second? You must immediately give eye contact, and not just any kind of eye contact, but one that says you've put all other thoughts of your own aside. Once the eye contact process has been completed, you must respond quickly and with the shortest phrase possible, such as, of course, for this will help make certain that you won't actually lose your train of thought, which was working in your mind before this sudden interruption. Now, as the venting begins, be sure and take what is known as commercial breaks. This is where you pause every so often from your thoughts and give an hmm, mm-hmm, oh, or something else that says you are still there. A head shake or even a grunt may be appropriate as well. Finally, and most importantly, make sure you are ready for the conclusion. Don't worry about the actual words that are being said, but rather pay close attention to the tone and the inflection of the voice. You will only be listening for either a question mark, an exclamation point, or a simple period on their final sentence. Once the subject's lips have ceased, it will be time for your longest commercial break. Simply pause and then make eye contact as mentioned previously. However, this time, be sure that your eyes are slightly squinting, your eyebrows are lowered, and your lips are tucked in a bit. This is called the look of curiosity, and it says that you have been hanging on their every word. If there are questions that follow, hold the look steady and let them answer their own questions. Finish by nodding your head in agreement and then wait for the sigh. Shake hands or hug, whichever is most appropriate, and you're done. Just remember, it is an art and you too can master it. So the question remains, are you listening? The Ken Burns Show was produced, edited, and recorded by, well, Ken Burns. Music by Kevin McLeod. Sound effects created by Zapsplat.com. Thank you for tuning in to The Ken Burns Show, and be sure to tune into the next episode as we will bring you more dynamic content.